All right. Good evening and welcome to Love and Relationship Session. My name is John. I'm your convener. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's pray and get down to business. Precious Father, we thank you for today. Thank you for yet an opportunity to learn at your feet. You are here. Awesome that speak to our spirit. We open up every channels of our spirit and ask that you permeate, reach our hearts without limitation, reach our hearts in the name of Jesus. Let your word come, O oh God, and let there be transformation in our lives and in our relationships. We ask that you connect us to the right relationships and get us rooted in your love. May we do love, O oh Lord, the way you want us to, not the way of the world. Thank you, Father. Lord, may I not be heard. May your spirit be heard tonight in the name of Jesus. Speak, Lord. I decrease that you increase. Speak, Lord. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name. Amen. All right. So, um... Last time we started a series, started a series and we discussed more on shame. I told us that uh, there are three uh, key areas that we're looking at, shame, vulnerability, and love. Okay, so we dealt with shame the last time and we learned that there is no shame. There is no shame in Christ. God will never put anyone who puts their trust in him to shame. He will never do that. As long as our trust is hinged on him, he will never put us to shame. Even if, even if we walk in the valley of the shadow of death, you know that very scripture, it's so beautiful how it started, how David started that scripture. He said, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. It's still he that is doing it. He leads me in the path of righteousness. Still he, for his name's sake. Now, after that point, what happens next? He said, though I walk, <laughs> though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. Okay, so he's not the one leading. You drifted. I drifted. So there will always be times in life when we, we find ourselves drifting away. Even though we drift away from the path he has set before us. He says, as long as our trust is in him, we will never see shame. What did he say? Even though, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I fear no evil. Why? For he is with me. His rod and his staff will correct me and bring me back. So there's no shame. There's no shame. So today we are moving into the second part, vulnerability. Vulnerability is so beautiful. But it's been wrongly termed in the world. I, I titled this one, Embrace Vulnerability. We'll look at what vulnerability is. We'll look at what it is not. And then we'll look at the benefits of vulnerability. Let's start with the meaning. What is vulnerability? 
Vulnerability is just in one word. Openness. That's the definition for it. Openness. The ability to break down the walls for you to be seen as you are. It's not easy. It's very difficult. But I tell you, you cannot build anything in life without being vulnerable. Especially in relationships. You can't build a relationship without being vulnerable. It is choosing to share without fear of being judged. Choosing to share. Choosing to let out the deepest part of you known without fear that someone will disagree with you, without fear that someone will judge you. I mean, it's a big risk. To be the first to tell someone, I love you. Oh, come on. <laughs> uh, I remember uh, the first time I did. <laughs> I, actually, I didn't tell her I loved her until I, I made my proposal. I'm talking about my wife. I didn't tell her I loved her until I made my proposal. I don't know why. Don't mind me. <laughs> I don't like beating around the bush. That's me. So, but then... For me to come out of my shell to actually tell her babe i want to build life with you it wasn't easy <laughs> it wasn't easy at all and after saying those words and she started laughing it was as if the ground should open and swallow me up honestly it was like i should just vanish but then I took courage. I took courage in knowing that there are only two responses, yes or no. At that point, I had to be vulnerable. I had to let down the walls. I mean, I know what I wanted. I've gotten a clarity from God that this is the one. And God cannot come down to woo her for me. And it would be stupid to tell her, eh, babe, God said. <laughs> That's very stupid. I can't, I, I wouldn't have done that. So it is choosing to share without the fear. You know, that fear is always there. What, how will it be received? Vulnerability. The driving force of connection and intimacy. You want to build connection with someone. It starts from the point of vulnerability. You know, people actually think um, uh, to build trust, uh, you need to build trust first before you get you become vulnerable that, that's the that's the mindset you know i need to trust you first before i can open up to you or is the other way around trust is only built where there is vulnerability no it's true you can't trust you if if uh, i'm not vulnerable to you you need to know me i need to come out I need to come out of my shell. This is me. And then that can also give me safety. You know, I'll get there. I'll get there. So you can't get that connection without being vulnerable. You can't build intimacy without being vulnerable, even in marriage. In fact, uh, the reason why um, 
you, you, you need to start building vulnerability in your courtship, in your relationship, is because you need a whole lot of it in marriage. You can't have a marriage that is strong, that can withstand the, 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 the winds, the storm of life, if you are not vulnerable to each other. That's the truth. That's the truth. You can't build intimacy. Even to make love in marriage, you need to be vulnerable. Our culture has built us in a way that we see vulnerability to be a taboo. You know, I, I, I need to be certain that I'll, I, I can trust this person before I open up. That's our culture. But it's the other way around. You get vulnerable, then trust is built. Without vulnerability, you can't build trust. I mean, some women today, and I'm being, this is just the truth. Some women today uh, can't even uh, 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 lead. When I mean lead, I'm as in take the first step in lovemaking. Why? Because they are scared of being vulnerable. I mean, how will my husband see me if I go to him and tell him, that I want to make love. How will he see it? Especially as Africans that we are. <laughs> you see, that's the thing. But then, it is very, very, very important. But I must take a step back. I'm taking a step back to lay a foundation. I've just told us what vulnerability is. I have one more thing to say there, but I'm taking a step back to say this. If you do not have this confidence, this confidence in who you are, you can't be vulnerable. Let me say it again. If you have self-esteem issues, you can't be vulnerable. If you still have doubt about yourself, you've not come to accept yourself. I mean, it is the you that you have accepted that people out there will accept it is who you tell people you are that, that they will see you and accept you to be if they see you as one who lacks self-esteem come on that's the thing they will they will definitely take you like that and so i'm drifting back to let you know and let us know that we need to realize who we are in christ that's the beginning point who are you in christ when you know who you are in christ then you are you, this the Fear of being vulnerable will not be there. You say you are fearfully and wonderfully made. You, there is no one on earth that is like you. That's the truth. That does not mean that there's an equation between you and God. No. But the, the truth is there is no one on earth like you. You are just special. And it's not hype. I'm not hyping you. It's the truth. If you Even science, scientists have proven it. Check out um, your thumbprint. <laughs> your thumbprint is just unique and special. You know, there is no one's thumbprint in the whole world that is the same design like yours or like mine. That should give us a, a sense that we are special. So from that point, when you are able to accept yourself, when you know yourself, you have esteem, then vulnerability will not be an issue for you. The reason why people are scared of vulnerability is because of shame. Can you see the connection from the last teaching? Because of shame. 
and shame is coming uh, from the angle of I'm not enough. Okay, I'm not enough. But vulnerability says no, I am enough. This, this is me. This is who I am. I have accepted myself. In fact, I'm taking it backward again. There is one who has accepted you. Is the one who made you, and is the most important person in this life. So, if the most important person in this life has accepted you, loves you, and even to the point of laying down his life, then come on, you not accepting yourself is a dis- is a disservice to yourself. Is a disservice. A disservice. So Christ has accepted us. He has given His life for us. We are special before he, before His very eyes. He said, "We are the apple of God's eyes. We are very special, very, very special." And so we need to accept ourselves. That will give us the room we need to be vulnerable. Okay, now I'm back to vulnerability. I'm back to vulnerability. Uh, last time I said, I said it takes, I said uh, it's a driving force for connection and, and intimacy. Another thing about uh, vulnerability that it is, is that it helps you uh, um, step outside your comfort zone. Very, 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 very important. It helps you come out of your comfort zone. And when you don't come out of your comfort zone, you won't even know. Uh, you won't. You won't let people see you the way you are to appreciate you that way. I mean, just imagine two people in a room, a guy and a, a lady. The guy, you, you are very interested in this person. You can't see. But then, to walk up to the person, <laughs> I remember a story in the past. Oh my God! How did I remember this? Talking about vulnerability. You know, this very girl, I just like the girl from, from afar. But to walk up to her to say a thing was an issue. I, I couldn't. I was, you know, being self-conscious. And that, that's what shame does. Shame makes you self-conscious. But, but when you enter the realm of vulnerability, is the realm that says, I am enough. This is who I am. And this is what I feel. This is what is within me. I, I'm just, this is me. Vulnerability brings down the wall. Shame tends to build walls, but vulnerability brings down the wall for you to be seen as you are. See, in, in the realm of vulnerability, there's no pretense. And so people can be in relationship and they are pretending to be who they are. Why? Because they are scared to be vulnerable. Enough of your fear. There is no fear in love. You are in a relationship, you need vulnerability. Don't worry, I'll tell you what it is not. I'm just telling you what it is. Now, the next thing is that there are two key virtues that you need for vulnerability to take place. Without them, you can't. It's not possible. Number one, you need humility. And number two, you need courage. It takes one who is courageous to be vulnerable. And it takes one who is humble to be vulnerable. I mean, how how will you just open up? You know, I remember that very day. It, it was an evening after a midweek service. You know, I knew what I was battling with financially, and 
have a lady that just came into my life. She needs to know me. She needs to know me. I can't pretend. When you understand vulnerability, pretense will not be a part of you. You will not be shy to talk about to talk about uh, 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 very sensitive issues in your relationship. There are sensitive issues in our relationship that we are scared to talk about. Why? Number one, we are scared that we may lose the person. That's one. And number two, we are scared that we may not be accepted or how, we are scared of how we will be, uh, what the response will be. I say it again with all vehemence that you cannot build connection and intimacy. You cannot build a relationship without vulnerability. Jesus was vulnerable to us. Come on, how will you come down all the way from heaven? You're coming to die for people who are wicked. Wicked to the soul. That's who we are. Or rather, who we were. But Christ is making us... Uh, if I say who we are, yes, our sinful nature makes us that. But in Christ, we are getting better. Say we are called out from darkness. We were darkness. But he became vulnerable to people like us. He left the throne. He came down and laid his life down. He say a friend lays his life down. That was vulnerability. At some point, it was so, so serious that he, he, he even asked God, if it's possible, take this cup away from me. God, take it away, but not my will. That's submission. Vulnerability leads you to that point. Not my will, Lord, but your will be done. He laid his life down. He was vulnerable because he loved us. So you can't be in a relationship. If you're not vulnerable in your relationship, you're pretending. Yes. If there is any part of you in your, of your life, if there's any part of you that your partner, you can't let your partner know, you are scared to let them know, you are pretending you're not vulnerable. And I'm, I'm letting you know that that relationship may not stand. That's the truth. Vulnerability tells you that I can, I, I can, uh, uh, um, I'm not scared of facing this conflict. This is how you treated me and I don't like it. And I'm bold to let you know. And it's not a threat to our love because I love you and you know it. So, and that's why when I offend my wife, she's not scared to tell me. She's not scared that uh, maybe I'll get upset or uh, or uh, uh, I, I will stop loving her or something. No, it's not there. It's out, it's out of the equation. We are vulnerable to each other by God's grace. She's free to let me know how it is anytime, any day, any moment. If there is anything bothering her, she voices out. And if there's anything bothering me, come on. Who else should be the closest person to me apart from the Holy Spirit? Who else? The one who is closest to your heart is the one you are vulnerable to. <laughs> Note that. Very, very important. So it takes humility and it takes courage to be vulnerable. It takes that. Okay. But then we shouldn't uh, uh, mistake this. Uh, I'm going to let us know now what vulnerability is not. I just told us what it is. I told you that it is openness bringing down the walls, right? Choosing to share without fear of being condemned or the fear of being judged, yeah? And I also told you that it takes humility and courage to be vulnerable, yeah? And I also mentioned that vulnerability would lead you 
out of your comfort zone you know vulnerability will make you stop friend zoning that guy that lady stop friend zoning them god has told you that's your husband that's your wife take the bold step let me quickly share this there's this particular guy a very good friend of mine sometime in the past very good friend it was funny long time ago you know he was very interested in this girl and he told me everything about her and from what he told me man if you're talking about wife material <laughs> she's she has the wife material uh, how do you say it again uh, 1000 yards <laughs> my wife just told me <laughs> 1000 yards she had it very nice girl he told me everything about her i was like guy what are you waiting for let her know he said no 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 i'm, I'm still i'm still you could you believe that the day he was going to tell her do you know what happened she told him i have been waiting for you all this while but you never said anything someone came around and i'm engaged already ah when he told me i, I felt i felt for him that's a case of one who is not ready to be vulnerable <laughs> vulnerability will let you accept that i am weak i am weak my strength lies in god okay before i let us know what vulnerability is not i'll let us know what it what is not let's start from uh let me let you know this very important there is one person that you must be 100 percent vulnerable to one person you must and when i say must i mean must 100 percent vulnerable to and that person is the holy spirit 100 percent the reason why is i see you're carrying that burden alone is because you are not vulnerable to him yet the reason why is i see if you're having issues in that relationship you, you've not gained clarity you don't know which way to go whether to move forward or to move backwards you don't know what next to do because you are not vulnerable yet to the holy spirit you have, you've not you, you've not you've not you've not poured that your heart to him he said a broken and a contrite heart the lord will never despise how often do you pour out your heart to him how often do you let him know what is in your heart that no man knows there is a desire in our heart that no one knows in fact as i'm sitting down here i'm talking about vulnerability there are desires in my heart that my wife does not even know and there are some in our heart that I do not know, that only the Lord knows. And if we do not pour our hearts to the Lord, He can't help us. That's the essence of the principle of ASK. Ask, seek, knock. We need to be vulnerable to the Lord. That's where I'm starting from before I move into relationship, into two. Talking about your first relationship, your first love. You need to be vulnerable to the Holy Spirit. Let him see you as you are. Let him see you. I look at the life of Adam and Eve. I, 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 I just see people who were once vulnerable, but because they allowed sin, they stopped being vulnerable. Bible, Bible says that at the cool of the evening, the Lord will always come to fellowship with them. But when sin set in, look at that. In chapter, uh, what's it called? Chapter 2, verse, the last verse, verse 25. 
He said the man and his wife were both naked and they felt no shame. That there was no shame means that they were vulnerable. Not just to each other, but also to God. But what happened? When sin set in, when sin came into the setting, what happened to them? God called out, Adam, where are you? He said, Lord, I heard your voice and I hid myself. What have you done? Because he's not, you're not supposed to run away. Why are you keeping that trouble to yourself? I'm starting from this point. Why are you carrying that burden alone? Say, come to me, all ye that are heavy laden, and I'll give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. My, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. That's Jesus Christ giving you a call. Stop living life alone. You need the relationship with the Spirit of God. You need Jesus. You need him. He is the brother that is the one that stays closer than a brother. The friend that stays closer than a brother. You need him. You can't be as close to anybody in this life and not get hurt. No, no, no. Let me be very, very clear to you. This is me being vulnerable to you now in this teaching. Okay? That I'm not proud to say, but that's human nature. I hurt my wife sometimes. She hurts me sometimes. And that's life. It's normal because we're humans with weaknesses. But Jesus will never hurt you. Oh. He will never hurt you. Never. He's the perfect friend. The perfect friend. Be vulnerable to him. Let him see you as you are. Let him know you as you are. Of course, he already knows you, but the knowing I'm talking about here is you being open to him. Dusinoye sang a song. He said, he said, channels of my spirit open up. Let the channels of your spirit open up. Let God see you as you are. Pour yourself to him. You've carried that burden alone. I don't know why I'm just concerned about this, that there is somebody here who has been holding on to a burden. You've been doing life alone and it's been painful. Come on, that's the essence of grace. Grace is to make life easy. Grace gives you the favor you don't deserve. And then what does the mercy do? Mercy uh, uh, exonerates you from the punishment that should come to you as a result of sin. That's, that's what Jesus does for us. Why won't you be vulnerable to him? I charge us tonight. Open up to him. You know what the problem is. Tonight, after this teaching, go, go to him in prayer and open up to him. Pour out your heart to him. A broken and a contrite heart the Lord will never despise. If it means crying out, cry out to him. Let him see you as you are. Lord, I am weak. I can't help myself. Oh, I remember my days of masturbation. I remember those days. It was crazy. It was crazy. I was, I was a lawful captive. I couldn't help myself. But the day I heard the Lord through his servant, I heard him. I went to him. I went to him in prayers. I got home. I went to him in prayers. I became, I was vulnerable to the Lord. I said, Lord, I can't help myself. I can't stop masturbating if you don't help me. I can't stop it. Yours may be pornography. I've been there. Lord, I can't stop this if you don't help me. Yours may be lost. Tell the Lord. Probably you can't do without having sex. Tell the Lord. Go to him. Be open. You cannot, you cannot shy away from him. Open up to him and let him see you as you are. He will bring healing. 
He brought healing to me. He gave me healing. He healed me. And then he gave me strategy. <laughs> Very funny. Yes, he gave me strategy. God, we, this strategy he will give me is not the one he will give you. He gave me strategy on how to stop. What did he say? He said, disobey. Anytime the urge comes, that's the demon speaking to you. Disobey. See, have you ever seen anyone that died because the because the because uh, uh, uh they, they couldn't have sex and then they died it's not possible but that's a lie the devil brings i don't know why i just tutored to this point that's a lie the devil brings that you cannot break free he brings that lie that you can't break free and then it tends to hold you down go to the lord and be vulnerable be vulnerable beloved be vulnerable to him tell him as it is lord i am weak you are strong i can't help myself lord i need you I need you. This is a weakness to me. But in you, I found strength. In you lies my strength. Lord, help me. He said, come to me, all ye that are burdened. All ye that are laden and heavily burdened. I will give you rest. Lord, I have come to find rest in you. Go to him. Go to him. And I pray as you go to him, you will find him. In the name of Jesus. I pray that whatever it is that is a burden, that is a, that, that you've been carrying alone. I love Liverpool's, Liverpool's uh, 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 motto or mantra, whatever they call it. You never walk alone. Go to God and stop walking alone. He will heal you. He will heal you. Whatever it is that is troubling you, go to him. That's the first relationship. Your relationship with man can never, can never be sustained if you don't have a strong relationship with Jesus Christ. That's why I have to start from this point. Anything else I will tell you after now, if I don't mention this very one, I've not said anything. You need to be vulnerable to Jesus Christ. Let him know how it is with you. You are not strong. He is your strength. In him lies your strength. In him lies my strength. He can heal you of that weakness. You were not born with it. The devil gave it to you. He gave it to me. God can take it away if you yield. That was all God was waiting to see, to hear from Adam. Lord, I've missed it. I'm sorry. He was waiting for Adam to be vulnerable to him. But what did Adam do? Adam started blaming. See, you go into blame games when you are scared to be vulnerable. Hmm. That's the truth. You start blaming someone when you are scared to be vulnerable. Vulnerability sometimes also means accepting that you have done something wrong. Yes. The other day, I told my wife, I said, I'm very, very sorry. I know I hurt you. I missed it. I'm so sorry. It takes vulnerability to do that. So you're learning something greater that can build your relationship. Pride always stands in the way for us to be vulnerable. Remember I told you that there are two virtues that help us to be vulnerable. Humility and courage. But pride says no. Pride makes you build wall. But vulnerability shatters your wall down and makes People see you as you truly are. So I'm back to God. Go to him tonight and let him see you as you are. He will bring you help. Hallelujah. Okay. okay. Now, while I've said this, I'll repeat one thing I said before, that one person that you should be 100% vulnerable to is who? The Holy Spirit. I hope you've gotten that. The Holy Spirit. I don't think it's possible to be 100% vulnerable to any human being. No. 
you may not get to that point. But if there is anybody that you should not even dare to give him 99% is the Holy Spirit. Give him 100. Be totally vulnerable to him. You know why? <laughs> he will never, uh, I can't, I beat my chest to say it, that God will never discuss your matter outside. Ah, another ear cannot hear it. That you're vulnerable to him and then he broadcasts it or you're vulnerable to him and then he 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 judges you negatively no that's not that that's not my god he won't do that he won't do that he said draw near to me and i'll draw near to you does not does not mean that he's not he's near already but he's waiting for you to take this take the boat step and come close to him and watch how he will transform your life okay so while i've said that Let's look at what vulnerability is not. Please pay attention to this. What vulnerability is not. Vulnerability does not mean oversharing. Take note of that. It does not mean oversharing. You need to share to establish trust. All right? You need to share to establish trust. Is that not so good? So at the point of sharing, it doesn't mean you overshare. Because some do not have the maturity to handle some truth. Now, can I give you a measure of what to share and what not to share? It's not my job. <laughs> it's not my job. That's the essence of the first part I've mentioned, your relationship with the Holy Spirit. He will let you know what to share and what not to share. I know this question has been asked several times. Uh, 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 this harlot. This was her name again. Rahab the harlot. The men came to her and were like, the Israelites are here. Or they asked the question whether they were there. What did she tell them? She said they were not there. I know you will say she's, she lied. Mm. That's your understanding. But she didn't lie. She didn't lie. At that point, she cannot overshare. Why? Because the life of those people are, are, are certainly on her palms. So what did she tell them? This is the interpretation. They are not here for you to kill. So that I'm talking about being vulnerable does not mean you go over sharing. Let the measure of what you share still be determined by the Holy Spirit. And that's why I said, if there's anyone you should be 100% open to be, to, to, it should be the Holy Spirit. And then the next person that should have uh, a greater, very great, uh, what's it called, measure of your openness is your spouse, your partner, your partner. You can't have, you can't have uh, uh, your wife or your husband, and then you are calling someone out there, my bestie. I see people do it. That's nonsense. That's nonsense. I don't have any best friend out there. My wife is my best friend. Yes, apart from, apart from the Holy Spirit now. She's my best friend. I tell her what I can't tell even you listening to me. <laughs> it's the truth. It's the truth because you can't even handle some things. You listening, you can't handle something if I tell you about me. So I can't be vulnerable to you to an extent. But I'm vulnerable to you now, sharing some of my stories with you. It takes vulnerability to tell you that I masturbated in the past. And God healed me and took, took it away from me. Yeah? I told you that. But there 
other things that can't go deeper to let you know. But I can tell her because she's very, very close. What am I saying? After Christ, the next person that you should be open to is your partner. So if you're not willing to be vulnerable to this person, you don't have any business being in that relationship. You don't. And it's not one side that is both sides. So that's how you will know now who is actually with you. When you're vulnerable to them and they're not vulnerable to you, come on, you are alone there. Is it truth? You're alone. So when I first told my wife that I, I loved her, and I, you know now, I, I've always been a lover man. John Love. <laughs> I'm healing myself, not by me. I've always been a lover man. So I started by telling her I love you. And at the time, the, the emotions were not there yet. But she already knew I was the one she has accepted. What did she tell me? She said, please give me time to measure up. What was she trying to say? I understood clearly what she was saying. She was only saying, please allow me to also get to the point of being vulnerable to you. I understood that. I'll be foolish uh, 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 to say, no, no, if you don't tell me, if you don't accept, no, 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 no. I have to allow her to get to that point. Of course. And that was where this, the relationship took a, a, a different dimension when she came up to that point. You cannot reach intimacy without vulnerability. It's impossible. And that's why you must be careful who you are vulnerable to. Yes, you can be vulnerable to the, to the wrong person and they will use it against you. That's always the fear. If I'm vulnerable to this person, won't they use it against me? That's the thing. So vulnerability does not mean oversharing. The next one, it does not, it's not a sign of weakness. That I'm vulnerable to you does not mean I am weak. It does not mean I'm weak. I'm not scared to tell you how I missed it in the past. Why? You, I, I, I'm laying my life down for you to learn from it. That's, that's what love is. See, a friend lays his life down. I'm exposing myself to you so that you don't tow that part. And, and I need to let men, men that are here know this. If you cannot take the lead as a man to be vulnerable in your home, to be vulnerable to your wife, to be vulnerable to your partner, seriously, you don't have a relationship. Yeah, men can be cocky. It's difficult for us to listen to our wives. Very difficult. But I tell you, show me a successful man, a successful husband, your husband who whose seat at the city gate is well reserved. I'll show you a man who is listening to his wife. And it takes vulnerability to listen to your wife. Because sometimes she will tell you something that does not make sense to you. It doesn't make sense to you. But when you pay attention to that thing that does not make sense, you see wisdom. There's no other person that was given the title to help her. After the Holy Spirit, if not the woman. He said, uh, he said to Adam, I will make you a, a helper suitable. A helper suitable. So when you listen to the wife God has given you, <laughs> uh, you will never miss it in life. That's the truth. As long as God gave, it to, gave her to you, I will always put the balance. Because devil can also give you a wife. <laughs> That's the truth, yes. The devil waits for us at the threshold of marriage. If he can't get you at the threshold of salvation, he waits for you at the point of entry into marriage. You know why? <laughs> marriage 
is intertwined with your destiny. You are married to the wrong person, your destiny is thwarted. That's the truth. In my book I'm writing now, I, I mentioned it there, it's there, that you can get married to a time waster. Yes, you can get married to a time waster and that's a risk in it. Your life will be wasted. The day is that two things are involved. Is either you leave that married by divorce or you leave that married by death. Because you already did, did, you swore that till death do us part. So when you're married to the wrong person, that's the time waster. Wasting your life. You will not marry wrongly. In the name of Jesus. The spouse God has for you, God is bringing the one and you will identify in the name of Jesus. And if you're already married and you're having issues in your marriage, I speak peace into your home in the name of Jesus. By the reason of the knowledge you have now, may the Lord step into your home and bring about transformation in the name of Jesus. That is it. That is it. The third one, what talking about what vulnerability is not. Vulnerability is not shame. It is not shame. Yeah, <laughs> it is not shame. And when I say it's not shame, I, I mean, I just told you now that I masturbated in the past and it was, it, was, it was a big deal. I remember the days of watching pornography. Others will be asleep and I'll be awake. Of course, I need an image to masturbate. I'll go open my, I can't even remember those sites and I pray I don't remember them. I'll open those sites, I will see the things I see and then start masturbating that was that was the devil dealing with my life that was the devil messing my life up why am i free to share it with you it's not shame paul said i'm not ashamed of the gospel for it is the power of god unto salvation i'm letting you know how god delivered me and i'm also letting you know that if you are vulnerable to him he can also deliver you from whatever it is that is a weakness to you in him lies our strength I mentioned that that if there's anybody you must be vulnerable to 100 the holy spirit the holy spirit so let me give that a, a, a recap on that vulnerability is not, does not mean oversharing please don't go oversharing set boundary on what to share and what not to share holy spirit will let you know what to share and what not to share is it truth is it truth a, a man was a man uh, 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 committed adultery and he was told not to share it. He was told not to share because his wife wasn't, uh, uh, what's it called, wasn't uh, mature enough to handle it. He was told not to share it. But then he felt he should share it. He broke his home. He was really sorry he did. He was really sorry he committed adultery. He was sorry and was willing to change. And change was already taking place. See, I'm not scared of, of whatever it is you've done wrong. I'm concerned about, are you willing to change? I'm concerned about, are you willing to, to, to give the Lord a chance to bring transformation? Are you willing to embrace him? Are you willing to be, to be vulnerable to him to transform you? Are you willing? That's the very, very core point. So he shared and what happened? He, the marriage, his marriage was, was destroyed. So it does not mean oversharing. And number two, it's not a sign of weakness. And number three, it's not shame. 
is not shame. I pray for someone. I don't know. There's someone that is listening here. You are dealing with a particular weakness. A weakness. Very strong with sexual immorality. The Lord is directing me on this path. I've told you my own. Mine, I didn't go about sleeping around, but mine, I was fucking myself. Let me use the language of the world. I was sleeping with myself. I was masturbating. But the Lord set in. When I yielded to him, when I when I was open, when I opened up to him, Lord, I can't help myself. Lord, I can't help myself. If you don't help me, I won't stop. I need you to help me. And then he gave me the strategy. He said, disobey the spirit. When you, hear the, when you have that urge, disobey it. And that was how it ended. Nobody laid hands on me. When you disobey and obey Christ, your deliverance is imminent. So I don't know whoever it is that is listening to me tonight. Whatever it is that is a weakness in your life, receive the grace to be vulnerable to the Holy Spirit. In the name of Jesus. Say, come to me with your load. Come to me with your burden. I will give you rest. The Lord is setting you free right now. In the name of Jesus. Say, and you will know the truth. And the truth will set you free. The truth you're hearing tonight as you go back to, to, to your corner as you go back tonight to be vulnerable to the Holy Spirit to let him know that you depend on him, to let him know how it is to let him know who you are that you are not strong on your own to let him know, I'm telling you that your deliverance is now in the name of Jesus thank you Lord thank you Jesus okay, let me take the benefits and then I'll wrap up from here it's been a wonderful night. The benefits of vulnerability. Number one, it gives us opportunity for our needs to be met. Your needs cannot be met if you are not open. How will your partner know what you want if you don't let them? How will they know that something you do offends them? If I mean, something they do offends you if you don't open up. Vulnerability is very key in a, in a relationship. You can't build intimacy, you can't build connection without being vulnerable. I mean vulnerable, both sides, not one side there, both sides. You have to be open. I define vulnerability as openness. Be open. Stop hiding your plans from your partner. That's not being vulnerable. Let your partner know where you are missing it and trust that, that they, that's even a test to it. It's a test, and, and, and that's one of the one, one, one of the things there. It's a test. Vulnerability is a test to know if you are in a healthy relationship. That's another benefit. Yes, because if I'm able, if I'm vulnerable to you, and then you use it against me, you have exposed yourself. <laughs> yes, I can't be in that relationship with you. I'll share mine with you now. I shared it uh, last week. Was it last week or okay the last time we met here i shared it i'm going to share it again that that very evening i told my wife i said see i have issues with finances this is the issue i have i, I told her i was very open this is the issue i have it's as if i can't even i can't even keep money i will borrow during the month and then at the end of the month when i collect my salary i'll pay back what i owe and then I'll go through, suffer a little, and then I'll borrow again and go through the month and then pay back. I was paying back. I'm not the one that will borrow and don't pay you back. No. But then it, 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 an evil circle was going on around my finances. And I needed help. 
I couldn't help myself. I told her we we're not married yet to some other lady. That would be a sign for them. Ah, this guy that cannot manage his finances. No, I can't marry him. Oh, uh-uh. no, 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 no. Thank you for telling me. <laughs> You've exposed yourself. Thank you for telling me I can't marry this person. And that's that's how they will miss out on what God has. She didn't see me that way. The one who loves you sincerely will never use your vulnerability against you. Never. That day I went home and she sent me a test. She sent me a test and she told me. She said, that was the day she told me she loves me. <laughs> I'm serious. That day she told me she loves me. She said, thank you for being sincere with me. Thank you for being open with me. I respect you. Ah, Omo, you don't understand. I went home feeling, hey, I have told her. God, you told me to open up to her. I have told her, okay. I don't know how she would take it. When I saw that message, I broke down. I broke down. I don't joke with this lady in my life. I love her to pieces. And I respect her a lot. What did she do next? She started helping me. Right from courtship, we're not married yet. Started helping me on how to manage my finances. And today, that circle was broken. May the one coming into your life break evil circles in your life by vulnerability in the name of jesus it was broken it was broken the circle was broken and then she didn't also hide hers for me she did not hide hers she told me what was what what was wrong in her own her own my own mine was sickness in, in finances she told me her, about her health what she told me so many men will hear it and Chris, thank you for telling me. Oh, I'm glad you told me. Uh-uh. That's the reason to run away. So many men will run away after hearing that. You mean you have these uh, uh, health issues? Ah, I can't deal with Thank you. The only case I'll tell you to run is when your genotype are ASAS. Uh-huh. Me, sincerely, there's no spirituality on that one. But there's no health issue that should be an issue for you i didn't run somebody who didn't run from 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 my own vulnerability why would i run i didn't run i embraced that i said babe you are not alone anymore i kept reminding her every time babe you are not alone anymore i'm here with you we're in this together we're in this together and each time we we'll go to see each time we we'll talk about it we we'll talk about i talk about it in the plural term not my wife we <laughs> whatever is wrong with her is wrong with me because two has become one ah may you catch this revelation in marriage two becomes one and what makes them one is vulnerability when you're vulnerable you bond if you're not vulnerable, see, you can't go into marriage being too smart. You can't go into, into a relationship leading to marriage and then you're already telling yourself, I'll, I'll protect my money, I'll hide my money from this man. His money is what we will share. We will not share our own money. I'm sorry for you, sincerely speaking. That, you're not going into a relationship. That's not a relationship. You mean somebody who has access to your life? What is your money? I hear people say it. No, no, no. I have to hide my money. I have to keep my money aside. You will not have access. No, you will not know what I'm earning. Okay. 
But it can affect your life. I mean, you can be sleeping and you will decide to stab you and you're gone. Which is more important, your money or your life? That's the truth. Vulnerability is the cure. You can't go into marriage being all too smart. When I say being all too smart, I mean with the wisdom of man. You only need the leading of the Holy Spirit. That's it. What's the next, what's the next uh, benefit? It builds trust in relationship. It builds trust. Because you're vulnerable to each other. Oh, come on. Okay. You you had abortion in the past. Right? Okay. It's not an, it, it's not an issue. <clears throat> to me, it's not an issue. I don't know about another. But then, you, you manned up. You had courage. You told your partner, look at this. I had abortion in the past too. Hey, I look at, look at, look at the situation. Look at. You, you, you didn't hide anything. I tell you, if someone else from the from outside comes to tell your partner, look at the person you want to marry, do you know that this person had abortion? How do you think your partner will respond, having heard it already from you? Of course, they will push the way. Who, 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 who are you? I knew. Um, I already know about it. And that person will, will feel ashamed. But just imagine that you decided to keep it away from them. From your partner you refuse to tell them and then someone else comes and tells your partner about it how do you think it, that alone can bring a rift in your relationship essence of being vulnerable so it builds trust and of course if you tell your partner about that and then uh that becomes the end of the relationship it has exposed that you are in you are already in an unhealthy relationship See, the one who truly loves you will never care about what you did in the past. Write it down. The one who truly loves you will never care about what you did in the past. You know why? You started existing the moment they met you and fell in love with you. That's the truth. You started existing at that point. So whatever is that happened in your past that they were not there, and then you tell them about it, and then they start behaving somehow about it. Come on, that's nonsense. It's nonsense. It's nonsense. It's nonsense. So it builds trust. I've talked about that. And I, I've mentioned that it's a, it's a true test to know if you are in the right relationship. I'm rounding off. And then, of course, very important, it builds intimacy in relationship. Ah, you cannot... Uh, why am I going to this point? Pardon me. What is the truth? In marriage... You can't make love without being vulnerable. Is it true? And there's absolutely nothing wrong with the woman initiating lovemaking in marriage. I said in marriage. I didn't say when you're cutting. In marriage. <laughs> in marriage, please. In marriage. You know, don't worry. I'm here for you. You have someone you want to get married to, and you are sure that's a person. You are planning your wedding already. Just let me involve. I'll take you through uh, a session, counseling session on how to be vulnerable when it comes to love making. Is it true? I taught someone who was here, you know, he's not here anymore, who was here with us, Love Garden. He's still in Love Garden, but then he's, he's, a, he's a man of God, so he doesn't really come regularly. And I taught him and his partner, told him everything. He was screaming. <laughs> I taught him. And he came back with reports after they got married. That's wow, thank you. 
that is working well for them. You know, I have all that knowledge. I can't be sharing them anyhow. They are meant for the married and those who are close to getting married. So if you have that such that such relationship, you are close to getting married, just let me know. I'll plan a session for you and your partner and give you every information you need. But I'm just letting you know that you cannot build a great relationship, a relationship that will last a lifetime without vulnerability. Learn to bring the walls down. Bring the walls down. Bring the walls down. You cannot solve conflict in your marriage without vulnerability. That's the truth. That's another benefit. It, it, it builds the capacity to deal with conflict. Vulnerability, very important. It also brings understanding and makes forgiveness easy. Ah! Vulnerability makes forgiveness very easy. Very easy. When you are vulnerable to each other. And finally, it makes room for love. Love thrives in the presence of vulnerability. I pray that the word you've heard tonight, the truth you've heard tonight, will be rooted in your heart, will germinate and bear fruit. That number one, the first one I mentioned, the number one, that you'll be vulnerable to the Holy Spirit and x-ray yourself to him and reach out for him to help you in the name of Jesus. And with vulnerability in your marriage, in your relationship, your relationship will bond that closer, will be knitted closer. You will build true connection. You will build intimacy in your relationship in the name of Jesus. The devil will never have any access to your home. Just like unlike the Russians that, are, that took the war to Ukraine, the devil will not bring the war to your home in the name of Jesus. Father, I will give you praise. We we'll bless your name. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right, so that's the teaching. The next one is will be on love. I'll let you know. I'll let you know. That will be for uh, the month of April. Yes. So remember, there is a series. Started with shame. Started with shame. If you did not join us, you can check the, the group for the audio. I usually post the audio. The one started with shame and then title of today's one is embrace vulnerability so i'll let you know the next one by next month when we have our next love and relationship session questions and comments please you can unmute yourself to ask question or to make a comment anyone Anyone? I need to hear someone, even if it's one person, one person. Tell me what you learned tonight and what decision you've taken after this teaching. Amen. Can I go? Please go ahead. Okay. Um, good evening, everyone. Um, thank you so much for this opportunity. One of the things that you mentioned that really stood out um, for me was that vulnerable 
um, vulnerability rather um, leads you out of your comfort zone. You know, um, I think that really stood out for me because I tend to to be afraid to be vulnerable, and that makes me shrink back. And it's like a safe space, you know. Um, I, I just I just <laughs> sit and shrink back. But I think in order for you to read, or rather to to come out of your comfort zone, that enables you to you have to be vulnerable and that enables you to to reach greater heights and to achieve greater things so i think i didn't only take it in in the context of relationship um, but also just in every other facet of my life that is really going to help me and then another thing that really stood out for me was what you mentioned about um marrying correctly marrying right you know you said that in if the enemy cannot destroy you at the point of salvation, he will wait for you um, at the gates of marriage so that your life can go to waste. I think that's one point that really, really we should take um, into consideration even as we go about and pursue this um, love and relationship thing, that you cannot afford to be in relationship or be in love with someone who's going to derail you in destiny. So that really really stood out for me and yeah my prayer is that God helps us all um I don't know if there are singles here but for me as a single I pray that God helps me so that I don't get into a relationship with someone who is going to remove me from his presence or derail me from walking in God's purpose for me so yeah that's that's just part of the stuff that I learned but I, I took I took loads the whole time so Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you too. Thank you for sharing that. Uh, that that's that's very important. I appreciate your sharing, and the the, the knowledge that um, having the wrong person in your life or having the right person in your life shouldn't bring fear at all, because in the plan God has for you, it includes a life partner. In Jeremiah, he mentioned it very clearly. He said, the plan I have for you, they are good plans to give you hope and a future, to give you an expectant and to prosper you. It includes a life partner, so God cannot give you the wrong person. As long as you trust him, keep in step, the right one he will bring. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for sharing. Can I have one more? Can I have one more? Good evening. Good evening. Okay, thank you very much for the teaching. It was it was really I don't know how to explain it, but thank you very much. One thing I learned is um, to be vulnerable to the and God helps me. I really think I should because most times I feel okay i'm i'm the one who should be trying to help myself out from one situation or the other or i've learned to be vulnerable to the holy spirit just explain to him like he already knows but maybe just be more open with him and then in aspect of marriage maybe being vulnerable to a partner yes i think that's when someone actually marries a child of god then now I'm thinking, what if one has already made the mistake of probably being in the wrong marriage? 
maybe it's, I don't know. I don't I don't know what can be done again. But I maybe just to pray. I don't I don't even know what to do. But what if someone has already made the mistake of being in a wrong marriage and it's I for me I feel it's just one person that has to be struggling to make things work. The other person may not really understand. Okay, this is the cancer. Quit struggling. I, I'm, I'm sure that message came for you. I don't know. Quit struggling. You can't handle it. Quit struggling. You feel you've made a mistake. You feel the one you have in your life is not, is not, you feel is not the one. But my question is, is there anything God cannot correct? Is there anything he cannot do? So quit struggling. The first thing you need to do, go and pour your heart to him. Yeah. He said the heart of the king is in the hand of is in his hands. The heart of the king. He can he can turn anyone around anytime, any day. For your sake. For your sake. I'm not trying to scare you, but that the truth is two things are involved. Two things are involved. Either he pulls you out of that marriage, and anyhow he wants to do it is left for him. That's one. Or two, he touches the heart of the person and brings about a change. And that's God. So, but you need to go to him and be vulnerable. Stop struggling. You can't handle it. It will handle you. So quit struggling. Go to him and pour your heart to him. I can't help. No one can. But I'm directing you to him. I'm like a spiritual director now. If anybody tells you I have the answer, that person is lying to you. He has the answers. So what we do is we tell you the truth and then we direct you to him. So go to him. Pour your heart to him. Pour your heart to him. He said, he said, a broken and a contrite heart, the Lord will never despise. Don't assume he knows. That's the problem we have. We tend to assume that, oh, God knows. No. Yes, he knows. He can see you, but his hands are tied. He can't help you. You've not, because you've not applied the principle of ASK. Ask, seek, knock. So go to him and pour your heart. You are heavy laden. Go to him. His burden is light. His yoke is easy. You will find rest and solution. And I pray that as you go to him, may the Lord be found in your life and in your matter. May he bring peace in your home. May he bring transformation in the name of Jesus. Amen. Okay. I think someone was trying to speak while you were speaking. Are we having the person or we'll just call it a ninth now? It's been a fantastic time. We're we short over. Someone speaking. Uh, can, I speak? can I speak? Please go ahead, Kinsley. Okay, yeah. Good evening, everyone. So I came in at the I came in at the point whereby I mean I had I had something that really that really blessed me sincerely. Like um, I'll say this my personal experience. John, you know my relationship and all that. So, like my fiance always thinks uh, that I am this uh, kind of. Sorry. Hello, Kings. Yeah, Can you hear me, yeah. King? Can, Can you speak up? A bit? 
Okay, okay, okay. Can you guys hear me now? Can you hear me now? Okay, yeah. Okay, so you were talking about vulnerability and that is so true. Because like recently this week, something happened because my parents always think that I'm this hard person. I'm always putting for this holy and that you, you know, something like that. So not knowing that that thing was causing a problem and make her always think people are compatible. So one day she now, one day, one morning, somebody just touched my heart and said, just tell this lady about your past. Mostly we're talking about the area of our past, the area of our sex life. So I now told her, and I went to the past, and I told her about my past. And she just sent me a message back was like, God, that for this thing I just said, she just gave her peace of mind to continue with me. That she's been having this thought of, you understand that like, as if I place myself on the high level, but when I became vulnerable and talked to her, she was like, I am very ready to move on with you. So, you were just saying that, I was like, wow, so this thing you're saying is true, that anybody who moves, who decides to move you, you based on your past, forget it, forget whatever it makes you good to go. So, I mean, I was really blessed with the vulnerability, is it for me? Thank you very much. Thank you. God bless you. That that's the thing. It's it has the way of endearing you to each other. As long as you are sincere, when you're vulnerable, you make room for true intimacy to set in. And remember, I'll say this again. This is general now to everyone. The measure to what you share should be determined by the Holy Spirit. <clears throat> Very important. Because some may not have the maturity to handle some truth. Okay. But I love, I love, I love your part, what I heard. That was the situation I, I saw myself too. So after opening up to my wife, it just made everything easy. In fact, it, it made it easy. That was the day I heard from her, I love you. <laughs> it was Christmas Day for me. You know, I, I was very excited, you know at the receptivity she gave me. I thought she was going to, you know, reject me for knowing who I truly am and uh, what I was dealing with. But no, she offered help and it worked. I'm enjoying it today. So thank you guys. Thank you so much. It's wonderful uh, having you all here. Our next, our next uh, session is Heart Matters. Please, I need you as you have come here. I can see some people that are here. Please be online for our heart matters. In our heart matters, you will be the one talking. Yeah, we'll bring up an issue in relationship. Then we'll respond to it. And you have room to ask any manner of question as long as it concerns relationship. And I bet you, the Holy Spirit will be here to give you the answer you need. Not the one you want the answer you need and bring solutions to god bless you all mightily i'm glad having you all here my name is john chijoke ijoma thank you bye <laughs>